0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have y'all with me as we end in the week, but let me tell you, it's just getting ramped up out there across the world over in the Middle East as the ground invasion into gaza has begun which the advance of the ground invasion has been uh, the the advance of the ground invasion has been a series of bombings today that has been really difficult to watch i'm just going to say that as according to the idf hamas has had their operations hiding underneath of a hospital so on tonight's Andrew Keisha, we've got that to bring to you, an update on that. We've got an update on the main shooter, the insanity surrounding that, as well as what is the story that nobody wants you to be talking about today that you should be talking about, as well as the fact that Friday Means Bob Walters and his education segments, so much to get into tonight. Not enough time, but we're going to be squeezing it in. And the man who's going to do the squeezing, because he's my producer, I don't know if I don't know if there's any little lemon squeeze on his veggie or not, but he is the yummy, tasty little bite of morsel known as sesame broccolini. I love some Sesame broccolini. This guy fiery like a dragon, Railrobe, like a dungeon dragon, high heat sesame broccolini. <laughs> high heat do you? Do, does sesame broccolini get broiled under the broiler, baby? <laughs> you know
2: it. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> I am. I am feeling good.
1: Are you? Um, I'm feeling. I- I'm feeling conflicted. I'm feeling conflicted because there is good stuff happening. We had a great week this week with uh, conservative Mike Johnson, the MAGA Mike that nobody knew of, right? And the more people are learning of this guy, the, the more it, the conservatives are thinking, this guy, you know, here's how, you know, and I said this a day or two ago, here's how, you know, this guy's our guy, because the left is absolutely hysterical about him. We're going to talk more about that. Um, but I want to play a little clip of Trey Yinkst reporting out of Israel. Just going to play about a minute or so of it so you can kind of get a a little update of what's happening over there as we then extend our prayers to our Jewish brothers and sisters over there as well as our military because there are reports that we are sending 900 more military over there. There are reports tonight that U.S. military uh, and I don't remember the number have suffered traumatic brain injuries from the Iran-backed attacks on our military installations the last few days. Things are are getting more serious over there. And I'm very concerned because we have a commander-in-chief who doesn't know where he is half the time and is nothing but a corrupt creep. So let's start, though, with a little clip from Trey Yanks, Sesame Broccolini, if you can see. I want to that. just give
3: you some new information because my source inside Gaza is texting me as we talk here. And I'm just going to read you exactly what he said to me. More tank fire into the northern part of Gaza. Again, it shows you just how close we are here. You can hear the tanks firing from the ridge that we are standing on into Gaza and it takes a few seconds until the round actually hits its target, and then you hear a smaller explosion in the distance. Back to what I was saying here, though, about my source inside Gaza. More tank fire. But the the source in the middle part of Gaza, he evacuated south following those warnings by the Israelis. And I asked him what the mood is tonight in Gaza. He says, unfortunately, no connection to know what's going on. Remember, he has a foreign SIM card, so he is bouncing these messages off an Israeli cell tower. There's no local cell signal in Gaza right now. He says, sound is very big and we're scared. Gaza tonight is alone. I can't confirm these airstrikes, the targets, people, civilians or hospitals. We're trying to reach some people inside Gaza City, but no connection. This is a source that I have used to confirm information about what's happening in Gaza. So that is why he's giving me that last part. It gives you a sense. There are more than two million Palestinian civilians in Gaza not affiliated with Hamas or Islamic Jihad. There are also thousands of Hamas and Islamic Jihad fighters along the strip. That is why this is so complicated, what's taking place. But we've got to talk about those civilians in Gaza who are innocent bystanders in all of this. And they are also terrified tonight. War is is such a terrible thing. And when you think about what it is like inside the Strip, we've been there when war erupts. Not a war this large, though. And the amount of air power hammering Gaza, the artillery in the distance. This is the front line of a ground war between Israel and Gaza. And it is going to be incredibly challenging. It will be a bloody urban battle as these Israeli forces enter. And even if this is contained tonight to an extended raid inside the Gaza Strip, we are talking about these Israeli troops being immediately engaged. They will not simply roll into Gaza with tanks and APCs. They will face a fierce resistance from the factions inside the strip, including Hamas and Islamic Jihad. And there is a battle raging behind us as we speak. Let's
1: leave, um, um, Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Sesame Broccolini. Um, I don't usually play clips that long, but I felt like of everything that I saw today that kind of gave you a good uh, overview of what's happening over there and how it's being portrayed, because if you heard all the focus has shifted now onto the on, onto to uh, the characterization that Israel, the bad guys, and they're terrorizing innocent people over there. War is ugly. We have killed Americans and civilians in war. When we dropped a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we killed civilians. We had to in order to save millions and millions and millions more. This is what has to take place right now because the people over there, including the Palestinians, hate Jews more than they love their own children. That's the reality. They're not letting Americans leave over there. We're hearing reports about why are why are civilians dying in Gaza right now? Because of the the at some point, the Israelis had to say enough. We've offered you a two state solution. Every time we did a ceasefire, you repeated you, you. You followed up with more rockets against us. We haven't occupied Gaza since 2005. And yet you send people into our houses and you burn our children alive. That's the reality. You've made us kill your children. As Golda Meir said, we can forgive them for killing our children. We can never forgive them for making us kill our, kill theirs. And that is what's happening right now. And we must keep that perspective here because what's happening in this country is has been documented well in the last week or two. And you're going to hear more about tonight is we've got attacks. did i talk last night sesame broccolini about how it is now happening inside of homes we had a guy break into into a home up in la owned by israelis and as he's being arrested he's telling the cops free palestine and i was there to kill them we had a threat of a child on the playground in new york city because he was a jew today open hatred for jews calls for intifada Against Jews. At UCLA today, I saw a video of them protesting, calling for genocide against the Jews. War is ugly, it's terrible. In some cases, it's necessary. And those are my thoughts on that. Unfortunately, as we are approaching the possibility of World War III, we have a military that's not prepared for battle. We have a U.S. government that's on the side of the terrorist. How do you know that the U.S. government's on the side of terrorists? There was a resolution brought forward in, in the House of Representatives to condemn the Hamas attacks. And I think it was nine or ten Democrats refused to vote for it. One of those Democrats is a terrorist by the name of Rashida Taleb. A.K. how can you call her a terrorist? Because she's got ties to terrorists like Hamas insiders, like Linda Sarsour. She's a terrorist in the form of standing outside the Capitol and threatening the the President of the United States when a real insurrection took place of pro-Hamas people taking over the Capitol. Charlie Kirk tweeted out today. He said, you know, the Democrat Party is steeped in anti-Semitism when after the Biden administration... Stated and Joe Biden stated support for Israel, his poll numbers dropped. I can't imagine being a Jew in the United States of America right now. I'd be scared to death. But you know what? As Americans, we have to understand that there was another video today in Ramallah and they were chanting, if you've got a gun, kill a Jew or give it to Hamas, not kill an Israeli, kill a Jew. And we are Jewish uh, adjacent, as the cool kids say. We're the big Satan. They're the little Satan. And what's in and, and, and a moment, we're going to take a break and give you guys an update on the shooter. But at a time right now, uh, the left is calling for gun control measures. What did we talk about after this attack with Dr. John Lott? We talked about the fact that the majority of, of Jews, Israelis over there were unarmed. Because of their strict gun control measures over there. We wouldn't have had necessarily, we wouldn't have had 14 dead Jews and Americans, by the way, over in in Israel after this Hamas attack, if at least some of them had been armed. So what's going on with this main shooter? Well, we're going to give you an update on the main shooter, at at least the latest of what we know when we come back later on in the show. We've got Bob Walters with his education segment. We've got a report. How come all of a sudden Louisiana is at the epicenter of the United States of America's political power? Jeff Cruer from New Orleans will be here to talk about that. Download the podcast if you miss any part of tonight's show and email me at andreakayshow.com, andreakayshow.com.
0: Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Friday evening here in America's Finest City. Well, coming to you all from America's Finest City and, and uh, blessed to be here with you guys tonight. If you guys haven't been paying attention or if you haven't noticed in the past couple of weeks, all these education segments we've been doing for the past Four or five years have been right on the money honey maybe you realize and as you're hearing about all these colleges and universities with their anti-Semitic things like what happened at this New York uh, Cooper's Union school last night where a bunch of Jewish kids had to hide in a locked door hide uh, behind a locked door against pro, uh, to hide from pro-Hamas terrorist. Our education centers have long become indoctrination centers. This is where the front line of the battle to save our country is being waged, and the guy at the front of that battle has been Bob Walters. And like he has been every other Friday, he joins me now to give you the roundup of what you need to know of what's happening in the schools out there. Because there's also continues to be stuff happening in K through, through 12, even though we've been primarily talking about colleges and universities. All right, Bob Walters, can can you start us off with some good news? Because man, we're kind of down in the dumps on our schools. <laughs>
4: I have got some good news. Okay. okay. an Arizona yeah. School board member said that she's no longer allowed to read from the Bible during board meetings, so she is suing them. This is Heather Rooks and it's the Peoria, uh, Peoria School District that she's going to do battle with, and she's standing up for her rights to to read from the Bible to these meetings.
1: Well, that's awesome. We need to support her when you when you see what's how the left is using the courts as uh, you know a, a front in the battle. As well, we you know it's all about the lawfare. We got to engage. We got to get. We got to get in the court battles as well. And that also means we got to pay attention to who's running uh, for these uh, elected um, judge positions, as well as making sure that we elect people to put good judges in when they're when they're appointed.
4: I agree. Then you got Kentucky Nursing Board scraps implied bias training after the newspaper ran a story of its existence. Okay. They weren't just teaching these nurses how to be nurses, but how to how to get rid of their bias and their prejudice mind and mindset. But they and so that was it.
1: scrapped? They, they did away with it? Well, that is good news. Is there any it background in terms of why they got rid of it? I mean, was there protest? Was there pushback?
4: There was a lot of pushback when it ran in the newspaper on a special article, and they the, the public just went, went kind of crazy with it, and so the school quickly dropped it. I love
1: that. I love that. You know what this proves... Bob Walters and and by the way listeners that's a story yet another one from Bob Walters you're not hearing anywhere else and the reason why you're not hearing it is because they don't they want you to feel marginalized they want you to feel defeated particularly going into an election they don't want you to know they want you to feel like you're alone they don't want you to, to know that you're in the majority in terms of how we feel about what should be taught to our children in this country and what the future of this country should look like and so they certainly don't want you to know of successes that we have in taking ground back from the enemy. So great story, Bob.
4: Yeah, and then we got uh, a new school year has started in Florida, and now there is a new parental rights in education law, which opposes diversity, equity, and inclusion in the schools. Plus, the bathrooms can only be used by those according to their birth sex, and parents can now have the power to grant permission for their child to be addressed by any other pronoun than what was given to them in their birth. So that's, that's a good progress.
1: That's great progress. And I'm glad you put it in that characterization as progress, because what I would say to parents in this school district in Florida, or maybe this might be um, all the school districts in Florida, is you can't trust these teachers. They're going to be trying to continue to do stuff behind the parents' backs. So, I, you know, if you can't homeschool your kids, don't just trust that these teachers are going to follow the law, but hat tip to Florida for that
4: yeah, here's good news. <clears throat> and then you got yes. our governor. You think he'd be a hero until you hear the story here. He vetoed a bill that would have required schools to give condoms to all high school students. He said the state couldn't afford it. Isn't because he thought it was wrong. He said, they will not have the money to pay, pay for the
1: condoms. <laughs> Meanwhile, we sure. can afford we, we you know we can afford him to fly off on a toot all the way around the world to China. And stand and Marvel, I don't know, Bob, if you saw him at the Great Wall of China with a photographer telling him, look off into the distance, look pensively, right? As he went over there to have a meeting with Xi Jinping, and Xi, Xi Jinping didn't even have him on the calendar, okay? So this guy can afford to do that. Um, but we can't afford, uh, and, and we can afford to give in-state tuition to Mexican nationals living in Rosarita Beach. But we can't provide condoms. And look, and, and I'm not, I'm not advocating for condoms. Don't. That's not my point here. My point is, I think they want more kids to get pregnant because that way they can funnel them to Planned Parenthood and keep keep kids on the abortion mill. That's my particular take.
4: Sad, but true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In yeah. New Hampshire. Mass Resistance, which is a parent group, a pretty strong group, stopped Drag queen show scheduled for their local library. This is in New Hampshire. <gasps> Love that. To 36, 36 locations, they stopped the drag shows going on so far this year.
1: Wow. Hat tip to yeah. Mass Resistance. They came here in San Diego and fought really hard against the library down in Chula Vista. And I think what ended up happening... Um, they invited me to go, but it was during my live show, and I couldn't get down there. I think the drag queens went on past them, but I, I don't remember what happened. But they were—they're just such heroes to me. Such heroes to me. Yeah, they are amazing. Great news. Great story. Okay, then you got a
4: rights group march outside of Gavin Newsom's Fair Oaks home in a war <laughs> on children. This uh, this rally was led by Mom Army and by Freedom Angels. Never heard of those two groups, but. Women, they're the strong ones in this battle, really. Well, yeah, I love outside, that. outside I, of house. yeah, it's
1: good. I, I don't know where Fair Hoax is in California, but I'm assuming you know it's very Tony, very you know, sh- you know, ta wee, right? And yeah. I'm loving that the the peasants that Gavin Newsom considers, you know, the little peons, because we're the little peons, right, for Gavin Newsomini. So I'm hoping that they disturbed uh, the you know peaceful serenity of the limousine liberals in that neighborhood. I would agree. It's good news. Yes.
4: Okay, in Monterey <laughs> County, Jessica Conan, whose 11-year-old daughter was secretly encouraged to transgender by school principal and teachers, was awarded $100,000 penalty for their actions.
1: Ooh! Hit them where it, it hurts in the pocketbook. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, do you know? Do you know in this story, Bob, how far they got in their coercion of this eleven-year-old to be transgendered? Was it stopped in time for her? Is this child going to be able to go on and live a normal life? What do we know of that aspect?
4: Well, they were, they were getting ready to do uh, surgery on her breast, and they stopped. <gasps> That's when it got stopped. Oh but, my time, gosh! They'd already spent a year getting her mentally transitioned in her head. So wow, <clears throat> it was a problem.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably put her on puberty blockers as well. Um, So we don't know what permanent damage was done. We know there will be lasting damage um, emotionally and psychologically and and possibly even physically. Um, But this we got to consider this a major win, because had they completed their transition of this girl, she would have been, in my mind, murdered. Um, so this is and hat tip to this mother who stepped in and did right by her child and stopped this because there's too many crazy parents that are going along uh, with this literal insanity. All right. What else you got? Oh, we moving into college crazies, are we?
4: <laughs> college crazies. yep. <laughs> California Berkeley right. is no longer teaching law. They are teaching how to use the law to promote Radical totalitarianism, they, along with others such as Chicago, Harvard, and New York University, now teach classes that are designed to deconstruct the very foundation of our American system. They now reject free speech, fact-based decision-making, individualism, and our Anglo-American legal principles instead of evidence. They now focus on revolution.
1: There was a time when Berkeley was supposed to be, you know, the, the bastion of higher education of freedom, including free speech. I mean, that's what I grew up thinking of in terms of the previous generation, you know, the sixties people, you know, uh, my parents' generation. I mean, you know, now, um, it, it's just, it's, and there was also a story out of Berkeley that one of the professors, uh, there was actually, this week, was offering extra credit to students that would participate in anti-Israel and pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian activities. We'll give you a better wow. grade. We'll reward you if you go, you know, Hitler, anti-Jew. That's uh, Recruiting <laughs> jihadists is absolutely despicable. That's what Berkeley has become.
4: They have, yeah, because they weren't that way when I was at UCLA. No.
1: No, in fact, I don't know if you heard this. There was, um, there was a clip that I, I might have pulled it. Um, it, it, uh, Sesame Broccolini, did I pull the clip for Bob? I wanted to play this for him. I think I have a clip of a crowd of students at UCLA. Sesame, let me know if we have that because I, I pulled it because I wanted to play it for Bob, not to torture you, my dear, on your alma mater, but, uh, you know, to get okay. your reaction on how far they have fallen. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, we're going to take a break, Bob, and I'm going to see if we can find that UCA, UCLA clip. You guys stay tuned. We got, we got more with Bob Walters on the other side of the break, so don't you go anywhere.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. Continuing on with our buddy, Bob Walters. If you missed the last segment with him, he gave some stories. He's our education contributor. Uh, as always, he reported on some stories. You're not going to hear anywhere. So if you missed that segment Uh, You can always download the podcast. You're going to need to do so so you can catch up with what he was reporting. Download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. So we looked during the break and we can't find the clip. I'm pretty sure it was at UCLA today. You're in in luck, Bob Walters, because I would feel tortured right now if somebody played a clip for me of some bozos at LSU chanting uh, Jews to be, you know, genocide for the Jews. Um, But it's just, you know, from Berkeley to UCLA, one of the things California institutions had always been known for was being, you know, liberal in the real sense of liberalism, which was about liberty and freedom of speech and not, you know, calling for genocide of Jewish people because they're Jews. Um, This has to be shocking for you to see your beloved alma mater descend like this.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, big, it's a big change.
1: It's just, it it's is. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. It, it, I hope it we can turn it around that. because
4: these young people, they're going to be in charge of this country in another 20 years. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. You and know, that's why it's so important start. that people understand, you know, what, and, and that's why I also like uh, different people from law firms and CEOs saying, we want to know who these people are because we don't want to hire them. We don't want them a part of our institutions. Yeah, and they should be they're trying shun. to hide their names. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to hide who they are. And we need them exposed is what we need to do. All right, back to your stories. What else you got for us tonight?
4: Okay, Marines now moving to gradually integrate women and men in boot camp. Marine leaders uh-huh. flatly refuse to allow women in combat jobs, but the federal government is pushing for it nonetheless. And um, the, the problem is some of these boot camp things for combat readiness Involves physical fighting back and forth, which, of course, the men kind of beat the women up. So it's that it's really,
1: well, that it's terrible because what's going to happen is what which has already happened when they first started allowing women uh, to um, go through training that would involve them going into combat. Uh, they were we, we were told that the women were going to be held to the same physical standards. And that's not been the case. So now the integration of them with the men is only going to further diminish their fighting capabilities. On top of the fact that we are recruiting drag queens and transgender people. There was a video this week that I saw of a soldier He was bragging about how he's, you know, recovering from his surgery and how it took him a while to get in. And now he's glad he did because he's got the next 10 years paid for by taxpayers to go through his physical metamorphosis. And, you know, we're just we've completely now destroyed our military at this point at a time, Bob Walters, in which we're looking like we're approaching World War Three.
4: I know it's really dangerous time. And, uh, Very dangerous. One of the reports I have here tonight is that 20%, eight, excuse me, 80%, 70% of the military is now considered overweight or obese. And I checked out How, why. What, what percent? What percent? 70%. 70% 80% 80% are obese? Now it's 70%. And they say they attribute it to the classroom settings that are now required for many hours every day for all the soldiers where they learn about civil rights, LGBT, and other issues rather than combat readiness. Yeah, we're getting ready now, for
1: war. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're going to be sending a bunch of fat, lazy trannies to war. Yeah, Patton were alive, he'd be slapping some faces, as I always say. I mean, I I don't even know it. Uh, Sesame, you got any comment on the fact that seventy percent of our military now are obese?
2: Uh, social contagion is going through the military, and at some point, we're just we're just asking for conquest. Really, at this point, yeah. it's already <laughs> happening yeah. in Europe. All these countries from around the world are sending their military-aged males, young men, to yeah. go con- you know, conquer Italy and, and France and Germany and Sweden. And now Sweden's calling in their own military to crack down on crime. So, yeah, yeah it's just uh, another day yeah. in the uh, life of the road to hell, which is paved with great yeah. intentions and communist yeah. theory. But yeah. it, it always ends up yeah. in the same gulag and the same hellscape. Right.
1: All right. What else you got, right. Bob? Top on Ivy League universities
4: such as Cornell and Harvard have now received more than $8 billion in funding from Arab countries in the past 35 years. I'm surprised by that. I don't think the Arabs put billions of dollars into our universities.
1: Well, now you know why, though, right? Because you're looking at like today. Uh, we we've got reports out of Tulane University, and Louis I had no idea there was all these pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas people roaming around New Orleans, all over our country. Like these rallies happening in uh, up at USA, at UCLA, and all across the country. And what happened at that uh, Cooper's Union School yesterday? It's because these Arab countries have been, um, including. The uh, bin Laden family were one of the biggest uh, boosters of Harvard back in the day before nine eleven and it's because you know follow the money and that's where the power is. So so much for never forget after nine eleven.
4: Yeah, I know it's sad. Oh my God. Okay, the Please. California community colleges have adopted the racist policies such as the KKK, having instituted diversity, equity, and inclusion. Rather than qualifications and abilities, six community college professors have filed suit to stop this requirement in the Central Valley. So at least they are rising up trying to stop the indoctrination going on, even at the community college level.
1: Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. <sighs> I know. Can we go, back? Can we go to- back to the good news portion of this report?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, get- I'm getting ready to do the bad news.
1: All right. Well, Lay it on me, okay. my brother.
4: All right. A principal in Davis, California, said there are 13 genders, and the drag queen discussion on health class, health classes was justified and allowed, which is like 13, what?
1: 13 genders?
4: Yeah, I think there's just two, male and female, but anyway.
1: Well, even if, you, even if you believe in this non-binary business, that would only make three. How do you slice and dice up male and female into 13? That's like a cousin of mine one time, Sharon, who cut up a chicken into twenty six pieces. We were like, "What? How'd you get twenty six pieces out of a bird?" Okay, that's what they're trying to do here. I know it's It's pathetic, insane.
4: All right, okay. The San Francisco Bay Area High School District is considering removing honors classes for all students in an effort to promote equity. They claim this action will help those who historically do poorly. And don't do very well, and remove the bar- the barriers so they don't, so they, they don't feel left out, so okay, so what we're going to do is be, because the ones that don't do too well to make them not feel bad about themselves, we're going to do away with the equity or the honors classes and reduce even the smart students having to be dumbed down in the classes that they're taking.
1: It's communism. So we don't, we don't hurt
4: anybody's feelings.
1: This is what communism is. It's about, you know, and, and this is why I hate unions, because unions have the same mindset. You're not going to be rewarded for being an overachiever. Why would you show up and bust your butt, bust your hump, right? Because you're yeah. going to be paid the same as the person next to you who's lazy, right? And that's what communism yeah. does. It, re- it rewards the least of society, not the greatest of society, in order to keep the power at the top. It's not about workers. It's about diminishing people's ability to ever move forward in life. So that's that's what they're doing. That's the ultimate end game in all of this.
4: Yeah, It's just amazing. The court ruling that now allows non-citizen parents to vote in San Francisco board meeting elections. It became final this week when a conservative nonprofit group dropped their appeal of this decision of the lower court. (laughs) <laughs> now citizens get to vote. I mean, I, I, I wish guess. I wish
1: they wouldn't. Have. Go ahead.
4: I just I can't believe it, that they even are trying to do this. They're, you're not citizen. You should got no reason to vote in this country.
1: Well, it's, the whole point of the open borders is to bring people in here and get their votes to create a permanent voting block for the Democrats. But I'm disappointed that the people dropped their appeal. Right, and you know no, just gave gave up, we can't be giving up, we need the Democrats never give up ever ever ever, 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 we can never give up and and you know if there's one thing that Bob and I can get across to people listening tonight, it's that you know we can't be this we no longer have the luxury as conservatives to be lazy and expect everybody else to do the heavy lifting. It's part of the reason why we're in this mess and because you know, and nobody wants to get out there and work. Nobody wants to run for office. Nobody wants to go and walk a neighborhood. Everybody wants, you know, the Mitch McConnell's to be primary, but nobody wants to actually go out there and do it. And, you know, this is this is what we have. All right, Bob, we've only got a couple minutes left. Um, okay. And we want to have time to talk about We the Kids.
4: Well, let me do one final thing. American Library Association president says libraries and public schools need to be sites of socialist organizing, when will the FBI investigate this organization as they are the Catholics and other groups? Good question.
1: Yeah, because libraries are actually supposed to be where people can go and check out a book and read a book. It's actually yeah, not supposed to be a Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or pro-Hamas rallying point.
4: Yep, you're right. Anyway, um, <sighs> sad but true. I mean, but right. we got good news that We it- the Kids is a great organization. I've talked about it in the past. Look them up. WeTheKids.us, they do great work for this country. They help kids learn their history and be proud of their country and learn the Constitution. And it's a great organization. They have books and materials that you can help train, teach your kid when he gets home from school or he's been liberalized and teach him the reality of American history and pride in this. And it's WeTheKids.us. Time to join them. Get material. All right. All
1: right all right well thank you so much bob walters great report tonight appreciate you have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next week
4: okie doke you take care
1: all right you too hon and you guys stay tuned we're going to take a little break we come back speaking of two lane in new orleans jeff Cruer from ringside politics is going to be here to talk about why all of a sudden so much of our united states government power is based out of louisiana don't go away we'll be right back
0: Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, okay, so this main shooter update on the main shooter, Robert Card, I believe his name is. Apparently, he left a suicide note. I believe it was. Um. They've been searching uh, uh, the, uh, there's been differing reports that his car was by a dock, and they've searched underwater and they're continuing to find him. there were reports that he'd crossed over the state line to Massachusetts. um you know i, I you know I, I try not to be critical i I don't know how this guy managed to slip through the cracks and not be able to be found police scanner or not. Your thoughts on this, Sesame?
2: Uh, this just this whole situation is just so. I'm, I just I don't feel good about it. Something just doesn't add up to me. I don't know what I'm missing. Does it? It just feels like I don't know. I I don't understand why. I guess. And it seems like there's yeah. similar stories like this going around this week. And I just I, I'm trying to figure out you know motive, background, uh, wh- wh- who this person even was. I I, I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah. And I'm not buying, I'm not going to go to where people are saying the mugshot that they put up with the picture of him doesn't match him holding up the gun, even though it doesn't. But that's okay, because they're different angles. Um, but even on some of the lefty outlets, they're saying there's some just unanswered questions here, like the response time. So yeah, it could yeah. just be a situation to where it's like Uvalde, And we're having to face the fact that our law enforcement around the country has been compromised from a variety of different angles. They've been compromised from and in the case of Maine, by the way, that, you know, the, these are tiny towns up there. I mean, they're not. I don't know. Well, the what whole state's only community.
2: a million people. It's one point three right. million people in the whole right. state of Maine. We have like 39 right. people, million people in California, so it's it's yeah. incredibly. It's a small it's a small place. Famously, Stephen King's from there and, and writes about it, and you get a picture of it not not even being from there, but it, it, it just I don't know. It's like there's this ongoing theme where the security state is terrible at intercepting real threats. But they're yeah. great at going after law-abiding taxpayers because they're conservative or Christian or white straight males or whatever it is. So I'd, it's it's just this concept of anarcho-tyranny. It's going around. It, friends of the regime get away with being as violent as they want. Meanwhile, real credible threats in the streets, I mean, run the streets basically at this point. And we talked about this with the border. 200 people that are known to be on the FBI, for whatever they're worth, the FBI's terrorist watch list. Those people mm-hmm. are just coming into the country. They're apprehended. There was the case of one guy who only got caught because he booked a flight from California to Florida. And the Florida or the TSA screened him and said, wait a minute, we think that you might match the description of somebody who just came to the country illegally, who's also on the FBI's watch list. So... It's just, it's so weird. It's like, how does this giant bloated Leviathan national security state that costs us hundreds of billions of dollars every year to operate, how could they miss this guy? How could they miss the well, red flags? How could they miss well, the signs? P- like, where's, yeah, the pro- well, p- where's the proactivity when it comes to actually, they talk all the left claims to want to stop gun violence, but then they let violent people walk around and they don't mm-hmm. do anything about it. They'll put violent people back on the streets. Look at all these Soros back DAs in Chicago, yeah. and New Orleans. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, yeah, and not only that, but after the fact, they sure didn't have any problem rounding up about at least a thousand people. You you know, there was one guy who outside the Capitol on Jan 6, there was one guy who talked about he lived out in the woods in rural North Carolina with no Internet service out there, no cell phone. He had no cell phone. And yet he came back after Jan 6 and they were standing on his doorstep. But they can't find this guy. There's just something there's just meanwhile, you've got like Jake Tapper, I think it was who was over in uh, reporting from Israel and saying only in America would I have to turn my reporting Would an anchor have to stop reporting on this over here to report on something much worse going on in the United States. And it's like, by the wow. way, as horrific as this mass shooting was, it doesn't compare to Islamic terror in which babies were burned alive and, and pregnant women were had their babies cut out of their stomach. I mean, some of the 1,400
2: babies, people killed on that October yeah. 7th attack, 200 hostages. Yeah. That's just such reckless. That's what we call journalism. Yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, R- really? Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, exactly. So, um, we know whatever went on here. We know that the, that the left, when it comes to use of guns to kill people and to slaughter people. Uh, You know, that's that's an issue that they want to continue so that they can they can push more and more and more against our guns. If they wanted to save anybody's life, as we've talked about ad nauseum, we would have a sealed border. We would have schools would be hardened. Teachers would be armed. We'd have armed guards. There's so many things that they could do, but they don't want to do that.
2: Well, and Gavin Newsom's just he's attacking all those ideas Newsom's he he's going on he's going mad on Twitter he's becoming more and more deranged by the day I don't know if you've been seeing this <laughs> today but all day long he was saying oh these Republicans want to arm teachers and teach kids about gun safety yeah. and preparedness and self-defense wow what a radical idea we should just take all the guns out of society and that way that'll stop the criminals right because here's the truth yeah. about gun control these people don't care about following the laws they know how to get get around gun laws and they're doing so right now but for some reason democrats they look at a failed policy and say we just need more of it to make it work we need more of the same we need more of the same thinking that's giving us the problem in order to solve it and it's
0: just the definition of insanity
1: well exactly because what's the greatest example we have right now against gun control laws the hamas attack in israel they were able to go into people's homes who were defenseless and slaughter babies. And you know what? We just had a guy break into a home in LA with a knife to try to kill some Jews. We've got terrorists flooding across our border. We've got bad guys. If gun control worked, then how could those Israelis be slaughtered in their homes? Because it doesn't work. All it does is leave law abiding people defenseless. But you mentioned Gavin Newsom. We've got to bring in the greatest political mind of our, of our generation and hear what she has to say on the subject, and it's Joy Behar. Sesame Roccolini, I have pulled a clip for you to play of the aforementioned Joy Behar. Sarah didn't get a chance to weigh in on the uh, topic of what happened in Maine and
3: the AR-15s. Yeah, I, I would love to see an assault weapons ban. Like President Reagan, I don't believe they're a sport or hunting um, uh, Instrument, it's like shooting fish in a bucket, but that's my. But also, if you shoot with an AR-15, let's say you shoot a deer, you can't eat it, right? Because you basically in addition to that, that, but the hunt is about an actual difficult process, not massacring (laughs) bodies of any kind. But my point is, I don't want to see that. Uh.
1: (laughs) Now I'm convinced for gun control because, according to Joy Behar, you can't use an AR-15 to kill a deer, deer because it will it'll be inedible.
2: When there is a civil war, she will lose because she doesn't have any weapons. It's like there's only one side here that actually uh, sees the value of being armed and being disciplined about it.
1: Oh, my goodness. All right. You guys stay tuned. Our dear friend Bob Walters, education contributor, will be here. And boy, doesn't Joe Behar need some education. All right. Stay tuned. Don't go away.